Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. You want to ask me about the fans? Nobody, nobody wants to ask about our fans yesterday, man. You guys don't talk about them enough. That's what I'm just saying. We're all talking about you know this team, that team, and certainly respect that. But uh, you guys need to need to celebrate the fans more. I mean, that was uh, that was incredible. I think it was louder when we were on defense than it was when they were on defense. Um, it was a little bit like a home game for us there. Um, nobody travels like like the Bills Mafia, so we we really appreciate uh, everyone showing up out there and showing out yesterday. Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Hyping up the Bills fans who came out to Washington. They won't worry about, have to worry about any sort of uh, loss of home field advantage, of course. Hosting Miami on Sunday. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that here in a sec. With Matt Perino, the Syracuse Post Standard of the Shout podcast, who's always good with his time to join us on a Tuesday afternoon to talk about the Buffalo Bills. Matt, uh, welcome back from the District of Columbia. That was as, about a, as comfortable a Bills win as I think we've seen in quite some time. And... and Man, the defense really the the highlight of that performance on Sunday. Oh yeah, I mean this this kind of was building. I felt like you know the defensive line was some was a unit that was performing maybe at a level that the staff weren't even really you know showing early in the season. I mean the pressure rate, the way that they were you know kind of operating and making things difficult on Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously Zach Wilson. Uh, in week one, and it um, was exactly what you'd think would happen against an offensive line in Washington that's not very good, probably bottom half of the league, um, if not bottom third. And, you know, it's important because we've been spending four years talking about Ed Oliver, right? Like, when is he going to finally find some level of consistency? And to be honest with you, I think he's been overall, from a consistency standpoint, the best Bills player on either side of the ball through the first three weeks of the season. And I mean, with Von Miller out, and we've talked about what that's going to look like on their offensive line, like they needed somebody to step up and assume that role of, you know, the straw that stirs the drink. I said it on our show on, uh, on Sunday, and Oliver's been that. I mean, from a pressure perspective, against the run, setting the tone with tackles for a loss, he's, he's done all of that. And so I think we've seen the, the, the immediate impact of Leonard Floyd, a veteran, proven 10 sack kind of guy you know russo has been great and then when you have a performance like epinesa and we could talk about terrell bernard i mean those are the kinds of things that get a defense going and it's just in time because you know it's only the the, the best offense in the league on, on deck here on sunday yeah it, well let's start with bernard matt perino uh, syracuse post standard also catch him with ryan talbot in the shout podcast we can be surprised by Bernard and he's making these big plays as he did against Washington. He may be the uh, AFC defensive player of the week. Who knows? Garrett had a good game for Cleveland as well. But here's my question. It could be surprising maybe to us. 
Is it surprising for that Bills coaching staff and Sean McDermott that Bernard is playing at this level? No. And, I mean, it, it's not overly surprising to me, and it's why I kind of pumped the brakes on the um, you know Terrell Bernard hate party after week one when it was kind of looking a little bit like, all right, a um, little late to his gaps, you know, a little bit like swallowed up out there. It was his first start at middle linebacker after not playing in the preseason and he's a second year player. And I felt like, you know, he'd be in the situation where the more snaps, the better let's look when we have like a larger sample size, I didn't project him to, you know, turn into this, you know, explosive splash play making um, leader on the defense, like that he's been through the first three games of the season. I mean, crazy guys. Like I put it out there Sunday, like Edmonds had two picks his entire rookie season his first year at middle linebacker. Bernard's a sophomore, but like this is his first three starts at middle linebacker. He's already equaled the season, you know, splash play uh, total of his predecessor. And that's massive, massive. He had five interceptions, Edmonds did, in four seasons with the Bills. I mean, who knows? Bernard could get there in one year. So that's, that's huge. And I also think like his size, like he's more able to, I think, provide answers in coverage against the kind of speed that they'll see against some of the elite offenses. I thought Edmonds was a really good player, but against like the elite offenses that had like the Tyree kills of the world and some of these like more explosive tight ends, you know, his athleticism was neutralized at times in coverage. And I think Bernard is showing that first of all, instinctually he's built to play in Sean's defense. And I think Sean to his credit knew this, knew this since his conversations with his coach at Baylor you know, uh, over a year ago. And he said it uh, on Monday, he came with the football smarts. Like they knew the player they were getting. And I think that's why they were so comfortable with not addressing the position in free agency, despite all of the criticism from, you know, people like myself included that was slung at them. Early returns are good, but again, it's early. So we got to use perspective. So, so much of, of success, whether you're talking about Bernard or anybody on the team and Bernard has a little bit of this now that he's had interceptions in two straight games and he's coming off this big game in Washington. It's confidence, Matt. It's confidence for these guys. And and one guy that we were worried about last week, and we may have even touched on it when, when you stopped by last Tuesday is Trey white. And, and you know, he might not look like he looked pre ACL injury and Sean McDermott even acknowledged as much last week when, when he spoke to the media and said, yeah, we see glimpses from time to time of pre ACL Trey white. Well, Trey white made a play against Washington that you would imagine helps boost his confidence. What have your eyes seen in the play of the bills top corner? Yeah, I think he's still kind of revving back up and, and you know, uh, who knows? I, I don't know if he's ever going to be like full time the player that he was. I mean, that's two years ago. He's an older player. Like I think the best players in in in, in sports find a way to evolve as their you know athleticism diminishes, as you know they just get a little bit slower, or you know the eyes aren't working the same way. I mean, you're battling all that without an ACL injury, and you know I think he's been. Solid. I think there's been times where it's been, eh. I actually went into the game last week saying on one of the shows that, you know, that was one area of concern against Terry McLaurin, who's a really good player. And I thought all the plays that he made in that game um, were in front of Trey White and he never looked um, overmatched. And, and, and to make a play like that, like your, your, your assessment of how important 
confidence is for some of these players. Like, it's huge for him. Tredavious White hasn't talked to the media since the end of last season at some point. I can't remember what it was. He's refusing to do so, um, so much so that he's probably going to start getting fined. Um, uh, I don't know the reason. Uh, there have been some conversations that have been had. Um, but obviously maybe a player that you know, it, de- de- dealing with a, some confidence issues, like you know, coming back, not being the same version of yourself. I mean, I would guess that that's a hard thing to deal with. And so if he can build on a good performance and you know, start to kind of string some of those together, I thought he got better over the course of last season. So you really want him to be as close to that version by the end of the season. Um, is he that right now? No. Um, this is a big game this week. And this Miami Dolphins team is going to challenge them in ways uh, they know what's coming. And, and that's why Sean McDermott was so quick to bring it up in his post-game post press conference. Um, I, I think that they should really consider bringing up Kyer Elam in this matchup for some type of run. I don't know if that means starting him. You know, Christian Benford had that one play, as good as he's been. And this is not a, a knock on Benford. I think he's been really good. But where he, I think, where I think Elam is better is that recover speed when a guy does get past you on a, on a move to be able to use your speed and get back and be competitive in the play. Curtis Samuel blew by Benford, and Benford couldn't recover. And that was a big-time play. And who knows? They go down and, and score. Maybe it's a different game. I'm not sure. But I think with his press ability, Kyir Elam, and his ability to run with some of the, the speed that the, the, the Dolphins present, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a game day active on Sunday. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, is uh, now we look ahead here to the Dolphins. And Matt, uh, you're sticking with the defense, and you mentioned that Miami speed. And if there is one thing that for years you didn't have to worry about in Buffalo, it's actually my number one concern on defense this week. How are the safeties for Buffalo, Poyer and Hyde, going to deal with this speed? And I'm just curious how McDermott's going to use them. Is he going to put them up? high because well then Tua can pick you up part underneath if you get a little more aggressive well you could you know give up the big play so so Matt your thoughts on those two safeties here and do they have one more run in them here to come up big this Sunday yeah and I I think there's a couple things like first of all like Tua likes to play the dink and dunk game and then try to hit you over the top and I think Micah Hyde now four games into the season you know he looked like he was moving around a little bit better. Like, you know, when you don't play football for a year, it's just like, you probably just got to get your timing back. And you know, the, the, the way that that all kind of comes back to you. And I thought he looked the best that he has in that Washington game. So I think if Tua wants to take deep shots, I still would argue that you, there's not many guys that you want back there more than you want Micah Hyde. Now, now Poyer, he's got the a, really the hardest job because he's got to play that deep safety spot at times, but also be, super aggressive against their running game. Like that to me is the, the thing that makes Miami so good. If you just had to pass deal with their pass game and preparing for that, it's one thing, but they run and they, and they can roll through running backs and do all these different things with the motion that they do, the misdirection, um, just the, the simplest concepts. They're so excellent at all of them under Mike McDaniel that it puts a guy like Poyer in a lot of tough spots. And I thought he played well against the Dolphins last year. And they're going to need him to probably have his best game of the year because of all the things that they're going to ask him to do in this game. I think Bernard playing at the level that he is at, and obviously you have Matt Milano, it helps. 
But man, you're right. A lot on the plate of Jordan Poyer and, and Micah Hyde this week. And we talked a little bit about how good the defensive line for the Bills have been playing so far this year at Oliver specifically. I mean, do the Bills have enough here and, and can they affect the, the Dolphins offense by just rushing four? Do you expect Sean McDermott to be a little bit more aggressive against two and try to force a mistake? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple of different, like, you know, uh, maybe a little bit more aggressive with the way that they stunt uh, and, and rush the four when they do and adding an extra rusher in at times, maybe a couple. You got to be careful because to your point on the speed, like if, you, if you're sending six at any point or even five, like somebody back there is going to be left on an island with somebody potentially, and that's the situation you don't want to be in. The thing I really, the idea that I like this week is maybe throwing Rousseau in at defensive tackle like a little bit more, even like for 15% of his snaps because of his length. Like, I think that's one of the other thing that you have to do, and the Bills do as good a job of this as anybody. And like, I think it was last week that Epinesa had a play where he was landing at, at Jimmy Garoppolo, and instead of like, you know, lunging to try to tackle him. He just got his arms up, affected the pass, and ended up being an interception. Yeah. And those are the things you got to do. And Russo, with his size in the middle, if you're going to affect throwing lanes for Tua, that could, that could be when, like, he's got to, like, pull and rear back the, the arm for a second, readjust, and then throw uh, with, with pressure in his face. Those are the moments that you want. So I, there's a lot of things that I think he can do, McDermott. I don't know if he's going to be necessarily more aggressive blitzing. Um, they really emphasized last season. I remember talking about this in the three games, like population to the football, like no matter where you are in your zone, you have to locate the football, know where it's going and anticipate and, and get bodies there. And that's the thing that, that, that what also I saw watching this Broncos game back is these guys, like they break tackles, they bounce off tacklers. And then if you bounce off of a tackle with the kind of short area quickness, that Mostert, Hill, Waddle, and now Achan have, like, they're gone. And, and you're looking at 20 yards after the catch, you're looking at touchdowns. So that's the thing that I think the Bills do a little bit better than the first three teams that uh, the Dolphins played, is not giving them them those second opportunities. Um, but we'll see. It's, it's easier said than done. Yeah, Dolphins uh, putting up 70 points. The Bills putting up 37. The over-under this week, uh, the highest on the board at 53 and a half. And Matt, would you agree with this statement or not? I, I don't think the Bills want to get into a shootout with this team. Do we expect maybe a more conservative Buffalo offense to keep the Miami offense off the field? I mean, yeah, you don't want to get in a shootout, but let's not forget the fact that they scored, what, 64 on them in the last two games that they played against them. This isn't a defense that scares the Bills. And they've had a lot of success against the Miami Dolphins. So I think this passing game, like to me, they play a lot of nickel coverage, which to me, you don't have Jalen Ramsey. So you've had to adjust and you have Xavier Howard on one side. You've moved uh, Kohu out from nickel to the boundary and they're playing Bethel, who's primarily a special teamer at the nickel corner spot. He's done well. But like to me, this might be the Dalton Kincaid game. Like the Bills have not found a way to get him consistently involved. They tried to feed him early against the commanders and then they went in another direction. And like, I think that middle, that short area and middle and, and even intermediate and deep, like Kincaid should be able to put pressure on them, especially when they try to play man uh, coverage and put two safeties deep. 
Like, go over the middle of the field and go find your rookie that you paid all this money to and see if that can kind of open some things up uh, and then maybe open up the door to, to more running uh, as well. So I think there's a lot of things this Bills offense can do against this team. Of course, like, you know, if it's a shootout, like this Miami team, if they have the ball last, you're, 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 you're going to be in a bad spot. But I don't think the Bills offense is worried about this Dolphins defense. Maybe I'll eat my words next Tuesday. Talk a little bit about the, the last two games for James Cook. I mean, six and a half yards per carry against Washington on Sunday, making the most of his opportunities, although it does seem like Ken Dorsey's dialing up running plays early in drives, early, you know, early down in distance, and not seeing a ton of success on first and ten, second and long. What are your eyes seeing as far as Ken Dorsey's game plan and how he's using James Cook so far this season? I like the um, how many pitches Ken Dorsey has seemingly been able to add to his repertoire, right? If we're looking at this through the lens of like a, a pitcher, like if you just got the fastball, which that's really what they've had the last couple of years, like Devin Singletary, Zach Moss are kind of like the same guys. They didn't really use Cook a lot early in the last season. I thought you started to develop some of that down the stretch, but now with Cook as a featured guy, you can go with that approach. He, he's very good on the edge. I really like the way that he picks up speed as he's hitting his turn. But when you bring out Latavius Murray and Damian Harris, like, you, you, you got your slider. You got your curveball. Like, those guys are different. It, defenses have to play against them differently. Like, talking to guys trying to tackle Latavius Murray, I mean, he's such an awkward player because he's so tall. He's unorthodox because he runs like a smaller player, but he's got that size and physicality, and he's really good in the red zone, as evidenced by the fact that he leads the team in rushing touchdowns already this season. And then Harris is just like kind of a, a do a little bit of everything back. I mean, did you guys catch that like kick return he had the other day? Yeah. Like, he's really like sneaky athletic and can do multiple things. And I feel like they have three different backs with three different like, you know, skill sets. And that to me is, is interesting. And, and Dorsey's leaned into that. And even when they haven't panicked when the running back game hasn't been working and they haven't gone away from it either in any of these three games. Now it's going to be harder to do that this week because Miami, like you both mentioned, they're going to score points. And how patient can you be if it's not working? And, you know, they've gone to a Josh Heavy approach in the past against this team. So, um, so many little intricacies, so many little details within the details that are going to be, you know, what we end up talking about on Sunday evening. Yeah, yeah. Matt, uh, before we ask you, you know, your outlook for this game, uh, I'm just curious, like, uh, you know, one final thought going back to Washington there. What was that atmosphere like? Was it uh, more Bills fans? Like that stadium is a way past, uh, you know, it's an expiration date. Your, your, your thoughts on what you saw down there last week from the Buffalo fan base and, you know, the, the need for a new stadium down there in D.C.? I didn't think it was as bad as everybody makes it out to be. I mean, I've seen worse stadiums, like, to be honest with you. Like, I think Lambeau's kind of a dump. Like, that's probably, like, um, sacrilegious to say that. But, I mean, when we, when we got there, I, was, I wasn't super impressed with it. The drive-in was, like, whatever. It was kind of like a nice drive-in to the stadium, and then you get there, and it looks like a run-of-the-mill stadium. And then you get inside, and it was fine. Bill's Mafia, um, I was standing out on the sideline for the um, pregame show, and one of the security guards and I started, you know, having a conversation, and he said, Man, I do not like this, man. Bill's Mafia, dude. That's it's for real. Like yeah. I, teams don't travel like this. And I mean, they were there. They were out there. They they piled down to the front row before the game, and they're all just waiting to get a glimpse of everything. And it and it it sets the stage early. And then during the game, I mean, you could hear it on the broadcast. I went back and watched it back. Like 
McDermott wasn't lying. There were times when it was like the Bills fans were louder than the Commanders fans. And it's not surprising. I mean, that, that team's been kind of like stuck in the Snyder era, and they're just starting to get kind of get things back a little bit. It's funny, my brother-in-law, um, he lives in Virginia outside of uh, D.C. and Fairfax, huge Commanders fan. And uh, we always talk back and forth, and uh, he, he, they made a little video before the game because my whole family are Bills fans, and he sent it along of him like talking some trash. And apparently he was watching it with his wife and two kids and he had to like retreat to his bedroom to watch the second half. It was, it was a tough night. And then I went over to his house after we had a little chicken parm and he didn't want to talk about things. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of funny. Um, all right, Matt. So it's, it's only Tuesday, so we don't need to get your full prediction for this weekend, but do you have a lean? What, what are your thoughts here as you start to evaluate the bills and the dolphins going into Sunday? I really don't have a pick yet, and I'm not going to make it until I get a chance to be in the building this week and get a better feel for the preparation and just the vibes. Uh, like I mentioned, I don't think this is a Bills team that's scared of the Dolphins. Like I think that they've had a lot of success. They have a, a really, really detailed understanding of their personnel. Uh, with that said, I think the Dolphins are playing just such great football right now. They know who they are. They know what they have to do. Um, if Connor Williams can play and that line is is healthy. That's such a huge piece of this. Like I'm leaning the dolphins to be honest with you. Uh, and, and that's a tough pick because like I've loved almost everything I've seen from the bills the last two weeks. It's just that offense is playing at a level that they really, the Denver Broncos were just defeated in that game. They wanted to be off the field. Yeah. Like they didn't want to do it anymore. Now the bills defensively, they're going to have more answers. They're better at all three levels. Um, but I'm leaning the dolphins, but I won't put, make my pick till Friday. Matt, you're the best. Appreciate you, and we'll check out the Shout podcast as well. Thanks for your time today, bud. Thanks, boys. Have a good week. You got it, Matt Perino. Syracuse Post Standards, uh, you can read his work at NewYorkUpstate.com. Hear him and Ryan Talbot on the Shout podcast throughout the course of this week as we we get you ready for Bills, Dolphins coming up here Sunday afternoon. Boy, he's ready with take. That was like take, 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 opinion, 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 opinion. To just get ready. It's going to be a lot of this. And I, I kind of agree with him on that. Like, because which way am I leaning? I honestly don't know. Yeah, we're going to talk to Armando Salguero tomorrow, who doesn't cover the Dolphins anymore. He's NFL at large now for OutKick, but he certainly is based in Miami. And I'd be curious to get his thoughts uh, tomorrow at 425. It, it sure feels like the Dolphins are going to come in with all of the heat of a 70 point performance. And it's going to win a lot of favor from from people that, you know, maybe haven't watched the Bills as closely as we have. The point that Perino just made that I love, that Buffalo's not going to be afraid of Miami. Like, they're not going to look at Miami at 3-0 and be like, ooh, the Dolphins. Oh, my goodness. It, it, look, this is McDermott at his best revolutionary. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah, really yeah. hyping him up. Mm-hmm. Really, really hyping him up. And, and what we know about the NFL and we see it time and time again. What looks revolutionary for a period of time eventually wears thin and goes away. Teams get smart. Teams can scheme and find ways to defeat what it is that you've gotten really good at. I mean, you watched the Rams last night. That Remember what Sean McVay's offense used to look like? Doesn't look like that anymore. Nope. Doesn't look like that anymore. <laughs> Teams get smart. I'm like, wait a second. That, that, that was a Super Bowl match from two years ago? Yeah, yeah right. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's it's realistic to think that uh, Sean McDermott might be the first 
head coach slash defensive coordinator to look at what Miami has done so far this year and come up with a way to actually neutralize it, slow it down, or completely stop it altogether. I'll listen to that. Uh, Going to be a great game. You can hear it here on the Fan Rochester. Our uh, pregame coverage Sunday morning gets underway at 9 a.m. Kickoff just after 1 o'clock as the Bills host the Miami Dolphins. And when I was thinking about this weekend's game, like this is like the last 1 o'clock kickoff for the Bills until what? Well, Thanksgiving? The, the October 22nd, they're in New England at 1 o'clock. Uh, but at home... Yes. Yeah, I think this is it, right? Yeah. Yes. There's yeah. some primetime games in there. There's a late afternoon, I wow. want to say, against the Jets. Yeah, there's this is uh this is gonna feel you know, for being a one o'clock game, the the team that wants to be playing in, in a routine and in a rhythm and playing at a, at a set time every week, that's not what the Bills are anymore, man. They move them about the chessboard all over the place. You know, if you give up seventy points in the NFL, you are in hot water. Who's in hot water? That Gene? would be Vance Joseph. He still has a job, but maybe not for long. Maybe they- it's the diversity in his background <laughs> that's helping him out. I, I don't know. I mean, like it just feels like Vance Joseph, no matter where he is or what team he's coaching for, he's having the time of his life. Beth, coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph, from here, you watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL, and here he is having the time of his life this night making his head coaching debut. God bless Sergio Dip. Gosh, can we bring back Sergio Dip? God bless that guy. Fantastic. See how good hot water can be at Ace Swim and Leisure. They've been serving Rochester area families since 1962. It isn't very often that something comes along as cool and different as the all-new Jacuzzi Swim Spa. It's the right size. It's the right price. It's the pool spa combo that gives you the pro-grade water workout and therapeutic water massage. See the all-new Jacuzzi Swim Spa for yourself at Ace Swim and Leisure's Chai Lai Avenue store today or acewim.com. I think right now, Vance Joseph is actually having the time of his life. (laughs) No justice for Sergio. He disappeared after that. It's it's too bad. They didn't even let him do another hit after that. It's it's a shame. It really is. You can join us at 866-4326-585-8664-FAN. We'll get to some takes next with I'll drink to that. Yeah, I've got uh, some opinions on what we saw from Philadelphia last night and how actually this might actually be a good sign for the whole world here. And it's not an NHL preseason hockey take, but I'm going to say something. I don't say something very often. The NHL actually does something right as compared to other leagues. What could that be? You know, a lot of people have been talking the last 24 hours, the effect that Taylor Swift has had on Travis Kelsey jersey sales. Tra- Taylor Swift will have an effect on the NFL, on the culture around the NFL. There's so many opportunities for Taylor Swift that will be available to her. She can change the world with this newfound, this additional newfound exposure that she's getting by dating Travis Kelsey. I saw this video, too. She must love this. She walked into the stadium, and no one bothered her. 
Right. Like, wow, I can just be a normal person? <laughs> wow. Well, we'll see about that, Taylor. Michael F. Florio of NFL Network will talk some fantasy football coming up here after 4 o'clock as well. Stay in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.